Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. The human cost of Russia's war in Ukraine includes a celebrated children's author who has become a symbol of Russia's war on Ukrainian culture and identity. NPR's Joanna Kikisis reports. Volodymyr Vakulenko wrote 13 books, and through them, he tried to help children understand the world. He especially loved reading his poems aloud in classrooms. His characters include a hardworking elephant tending a rainbow-colored garden, a jealous star causing wars in the universe, and in this 2016 reading, a sad teapot with a broken spout. His most popular collection, called Daddy's Book, is dedicated to his 14-year-old son, Vitalik, who has autism. Vakulunka lived with Vitalik in a modest house in the village of Kapitolovka. His father, who is also called Volodymyr Vakulunka, now lives there alone. Uh, this was his room. He shows us his son's room. The bed is made, and the shelves are lined with his books and literary awards. We have been living this way for months, knowing that he is not here and that he will never be here. But as they say, hope dies last. Russian troops invaded the village early last March and occupied it until September. He expected the soldiers to come here. That's why we hid whatever we could, including our Ukrainian flags. After Russian soldiers showed up at the house on March 22nd, he also decided to hide a diary he had been keeping during the occupation. The poet wrapped the diary in plastic bags and buried it under a cherry tree in the yard. On March 24th, the father says armed men in black arrived in a bus marked with a Z, Russia's symbol for the invasion of Ukraine. He says a villager was with them. And he said that Volodymyr was a fascist. He asked me, how could you raise a fascist? After the armed men drove away with his son, Vakulenko's father ran to the home of his ex-wife, Olena Ignatenko, the poet's mother. We don't know what was said about our son. Maybe people identified him as a nationalist to save themselves. Vakulenko did not hide his disdain for Russia. In this 2018 interview, he called for Ukrainians to break free of Russian influence. I lived through the Soviet Union, and I hated it with all my heart. We don't need them or their matryoshka dolls. We have to rebuild our own culture, our true culture. His mother says that after her son disappeared, she tried to find out where he was. Days passed, then weeks. It was torture. Some of my neighbors said they had heard rumors he was taken to Russia to be tried in court there. I hung on to that hope because I thought, if he is in jail, maybe we can still help him. The Ukraine chapter of Pan International, an advocacy group for writers, spread the word of his disappearance. 
Novelist Victoria Amelina is a member of that group. She says Russian forces have abducted or killed many Ukrainian artists, writers, and historians. Russian occupiers, their goal is to exterminate Ukrainian identity. They want to kill those who cannot be converted into Russians. Amalina now helps Ukrainian authorities research war crimes. She arrived in Vakulinka's village in September, not long after Ukrainian forces liberated it and the surrounding area after seven months of Russian occupation. She went straight to his parents to get their testimony. They told her that their son was still missing. And while we were talking about that, Vladimir's father remembered that Vladimir hid the diary, buried it under the cherry tree in the garden. So we decided that uh, we should go and get the diary. She found the diary buried under the tree. The pages were damp after being in the ground for months. With his family's permission, Amalina took it to Tatiana Pulipchuk, the head of Kharkiv's Literary Museum. Our conservators did what we could to preserve its pages, to repack it and document what was in it. We hoped to keep it safe for him until he returned to publish it. A few weeks later, Ukrainian authorities discovered a mass grave in the woods near his village. A ledger listing the dead indicated that Vakulinka was buried there. His mother said that Ukrainian authorities asked for DNA tests to verify. His father went to Kharkiv for this test, and when the results came back that this was my son in a mass grave, it was the most terrible day. Before then I had hope, and that day is when my hope died. In November, the Kharkiv region's chief police investigator said that the poet had been shot to death not long after his arrest. He was 49 years old. His funeral was held in early December in Kharkiv, where he's now buried. Many Ukrainian writers, including Victoria Amelina, attended. His diary is still in the Kharkiv Literary Museum. On a recent visit, a museum administrator peels back layers of protective tissue and shows us a slim notebook of graph paper. But Kulinka's handwriting is small and curly. In one of the entries, read here by a translator, the poet tries to find hope in his circumstances. I have pulled myself together and even worked in the garden a little, bringing potatoes into the house. The birds chirp only in the morning. Today, a small flock of cranes congratulated me from the sky, as if to say, I believe in victory. There are no plans yet to publish this diary, Volodymyr Vakulinka's unexpected last work. But a publishing house is reissuing his books, with the proceeds going to support his family. Joanna Kakissis, NPR News, Kapitolovka, Ukraine. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com NPR. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. 
Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at StearnsAndFoster.com. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR.